Today's episode was a very different and unique episode. I know when you work with people living with dementia and you're in the caregiving space, oftentimes we hear about music. What we do not hear as much about is art and how art can truly be therapeutic for a person living with dementia, but even more importantly, how art can truly be a way for you as a family caregiver of somebody with cognitive impairment to connect with them at a deeper and more meaningful level. I want you to listen to today's episode where I speak with Mary Beth Flynn from Artfully Aging and we explore creativity in aging. And you need to stay to the end of the episode because Mary Beth has a giveaway for people of this program that you can uh, tap into and perhaps use for you and your family members. And yet again, if I resonate with you, I would love for you to reach out and subscribe to this podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts and give me a review on Apple Podcasts. I read them all. They're very, very special and near and dear to my heart because I really am here to change the narrative for family caregivers of people living with dementia to help you decrease your stress, reduce your burnout, and learn how to manage challenging behaviors using science-backed strategies. So check out today's episode. Hey there, success seeker. Welcome to Dementia Caregiving for Families. Do you feel overwhelmed with the daily struggle of dementia caregiving? Looking for an easier path? You're in the right place. On this podcast, we teach you the skills to simplify caregiving. We unravel the mystery of dementia and guide you through the often difficult behaviors. I'm Lizette, your host and fellow family caregiver. As an occupational therapist, I bring my professional and personal experience to this community. Here we speak the truth, but without the verbal vomit. I know you will find value in today's program, so buckle up while this flight takes off. Well, welcome to today's episode of Dementia Caregiving for Families. And I am very excited to bring my first guest on the program related to art. And it's near and dear to my heart because my mom is an artist and has always been an artist. And so I wanted to explore with the founder of Artfully Aging, how creativity and aging go together and how we can continue to use our creativity as we're getting older. So welcome to today's program, Miss Mary Ben, uh, Mary Flynn, Mary Beth Flynn, like I totally butchered that. Um, it's because it says Mary Flynn on the screen at the bottom. I'm sorry. It's okay. Do you go by Mary Beth or do you go by? I go by Mary Beth. Okay. So you I see, that's that. totally me messed me up. Right? I'm sorry. It's understandable. We'll give it to you. <laughs> well, welcome to today's program, Mary Beth. I am excited to have you here. So first off, tell me a little bit about yourself 
And then we'll start to talk about art and creativity and how they work together. Okay. Well, gosh, thank you so much to talk about. I'm so excited to be here and thanks for having me, Lizette. Um, so yes, I'm Mary Beth Flynn and I am the owner founder of Artfully Aging, a watercolor art program uh, designed for seniors. Um, I am from St. Louis, Missouri, and I am a lifelong artist. Uh, all my life, ever since I was a little girl, I liked to do art, and my parents fostered that for me. And um, I also noticed growing up and doing art that I, you know, I kind of got in flow. Like it, there was something very calming or soothing, maybe therapeutic about it, which I didn't really identify, except that when I would get lost in my art, I would realize that I got lost in it and something kind of magical happened. So I knew that early on. And I actually majored in interior design because majoring in art probably wasn't going to be very practical. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not that great of an artist. So, <laughs> um, and, then, and then I realized something else about that too along the way. But so I worked in design for a number of years out of college doing commercial interiors. And, um, and then I became a stay-at-home mother with three little boys and and then pretty soon after that, I became a single stay-at-home mother. And so I needed to find, you know, uh, something to generate some revenue. And I started doing my own artwork. And I thought, I'll be a freelance artist mm -hmm. you know, back in 95. And I did that. And I developed a little house portrait business. And I uh, paint original watercolors of houses by special order. And I developed that. It was a perfect thing, gig for a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. and I got a national recognition from that and did some pretty major marketing. And as, as house portrait businesses go, they're usually, I call it my little cottage business and um, no pun intended. No pun intended at all. <laughs> <laughs> I got that going, but then, and that was going to sustain me. Well, that was my plan. You know, the best laid plans. Wow. Then the recession hit and I still had kids at home, and um, so I had to scurry around and start to try to reinvent myself. People weren't buying house portraits then to, um, you know, they weren't flying off the shelf. So I became part of the gig economy, and I had several little jobs. I um, painted houses. I worked for a floral designer part-time. I went back to an architectural firm where I had worked in my design career and worked there part-time. I got a part-time gig to, uh, as a home caregiver, which I was never going to do, but I needed, I was cobbling my little life together and it was a little bit stressful. And I also got a little gig uh, through a friend uh, who worked at an adult uh, day center in here in St. Louis doing art, which I had never done art, taught art, and I'd never worked with seniors. Now, this is back 14, 15 years ago, and I loved it, and I was kind of doing all these things, thinking I got to get my stars to line up, you know, like some something's going to happen because I can't keep doing all these different things, and um, so I decided, hey, I could do, I could serve seniors, and you know, do art and develop a program. And that would be very fulfilling, which was really important to me now to do something that really was meaningful. And mm -hmm. 
And I could see that it was making a difference in their lives. And so that's uh, by 2010, I had my name and, you know, developed, started developing a website and I was really doing it all over St. Louis and uh, as a full-time career and developing my program and then COVID hit. So then, okay, best laid plans. And, um, <laughs> and I pivoted during COVID and I thought, hey, how could I go in, how could I serve the communities without going into them? Mm-hmm. And I could package up a prepared watercolor project, ship it off to them, and then make a little how-to Zoom video and email it to them. Of course, this is all taxing my learning curve, all of that. And uh, <laughs> I totally relate to that. I was like, what's a Zoom video? <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Yes, and, here we are. <laughs> and well, that was somewhat successful. So, and that was all on the DIY, right? And so I had decided that, hey, there's a market for this. And I could I could uh, make a menu of all my projects on a website and I could make videos that go with each one. And I could, of course, I'm going to need someone to help me do all that. I have no idea how to put all that together. But eh, the long and short of it is I did uh, hire, you know, a developer and um, they helped me build the whole thing and and um, the business, you know, a new business model. And I launched it almost three years ago the the new website and with the internet and um so virtually people can use my program now anywhere anywhere in the world anywhere in the world and it's really mostly in the US right now but um senior living communities um anybody can order it so i have some senior senior centers who have been using it uh seniors who live independently really my program is for literally everyone, but I developed it and designed it while working with seniors and seniors of every care level. Of every care level. Every so, care level, yes. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about creativity and aging. Did you know that caring for a person with dementia doesn't have to be this hard? If you were struggling and you would like to join our next free workshop. The topic of the workshop is three tips how to avoid challenging dementia behaviors without stress, anxiety, or burnout. I invite you to walk away with science-backed dementia caregiving skills that many professionals don't even know after attending this free workshop If you'd like to register, message me the word workshop on Instagram or check out the link in the show notes below. Well, all I can say, or the biggest thing I can say, the most important thing is that it's very important. And I think we all know that now, (laughs) you know, but it's, but I think the tendency is to th- to think, well, you know, elderly people, um, people who are not cognitively with it anymore, like they can't do it. So we we won't bother with that. But the reality is that any type of level of engagement is beneficial. And there are lots of benefits to engaging. And it's not suddenly we it's not at all about being an artist or being. No 
great artist or it's about finding um, something within you. Some, some, it's a, I had a, here's a great example. I had a man in a group at a community here and he came uh, out of corporate America all his life. And now he's living in a, in a, um, it was an independent living center. And um, he came to the group and did the art project and he he worked really hard and diligently on it. he finished he's like this is good for the soul yes that was such a great testimony right yes um so there's something soulful about it and that's what i knew from my own live life experience i knew there was really something about it i am not an art therapist mm-hmm. or this is therapeutic art It is therapeutic, very much so. And the benefits are um, it's relaxing. So relaxation, cognitive stimulation, Mm -hmm. creative stimulation. uh, You can have a sense of community. Chances are you have a group. And and now we're talking, I think, on uh, specifically home care. That's a community, a caregiver Mm -hmm. and a client. Two people make a community, right? Yep. And it's a little, it's socializing. It brings up reminiscing. So often, like I have 48 projects on my website and they're all the whole array of topics and genres like uh, uh, holidays, seasons. Mm -hmm. There's some still life, there are animals, there are uh, water, you know, just a whole array of everything. And life, different parts of life. Right. There you can they will all elicit different stories, types mm-hmm. of stories for people to tell. And so and one thing I've learned is um in doing a group and often at the at around the end of the project uh is a good time to do a little reminiscing or storytelling. And it could be a snow scene and like what's the story what of being out playing in the snow? And of course, we're doing a lot of snow scenes now. And who are you with? And, you know, you know, was it your, are you with your children or are you the child? Are you the child now with your sibling or, you know, what's going on? And let's talk about sledding. You know, there are all kinds of things you can talk about. And often the group I'll say, okay, let's have a story. And they'll look at me deadpan. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you a story. One of my stories and uh, about growing up or or being in the plane in the snow um, or whatever the project is. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to open the floodgates and have a story. So that's all. (laughs) Yes. So what I really love about what you're telling me is the connection that people can make with one another through art. Because that's, you know, you mentioned this earlier on in the conversation related to, oh, that person has cognitive impairment. They, they they can't do anything or, you know, this, this, this view that people have. And I'll oftentimes have people who are family caregivers of a person living with dementia uh, mentioned, but, you know, mom, mom isn't doing so-and-so mom used to do this or that. And, and I always tell them it's not that they've lost the desire to do the activity necessarily. They have lost sometimes the ability to initiate it and plan it out for themselves. So if you can, if you can coincidentally 
facilitate it, if you can bring them along, if you can, if you as the the person who's providing care or helping that person, if you can set the stage, then they can still do these activities. And I love the concept of having um, it already pre-planned and pre-figured out and all that the person who's the caregiver, who's the family member, who might be a daughter, who's still trying to work or a spouse that's juggling 15 balls, trying to keep the household going. But having an activity that's already kind of prepackaged that you can, you don't have to finish it in one setting, you know, art you can put away, uh, you can come back to it, you can do it over several days, um, that, that a person can sit down and, and we can get two projects. I can do it. My mom can do it. We can do it together. And then we can connect and we can talk to one another and we can reminisce. So I I really love that. Have you had a lot of experience of working with people living with cognitive impairment or dementia that you can um, tell us a couple of stories about? Yes. Well, I've worked, I've done, I counted a some time ago, maybe six or so months ago, I figured out I've led over 4,000 watercolor sessions. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and in all levels, all scale, scale levels. But the biggest thing I think, and you kind of touched on this about facilitating it and having it ready, and is people are often afraid uh-huh. uh, or they say, oh, I can't do that. I'm not, or they hear watercolor and they're they're um, afraid, they're very intimidated. And so, you know, I've had uh, participants come in and, you know, you kind of have to coax them in. Well, you know, I'm not going to make you do it, but maybe you come and sit at the table with us. Right. And watch. And then, and then you kind of draw them in. You know, it's kind of like, you can't, you can't just take a no, like, no, I'm not coming. You know, you kind of have to work it a little bit and uh, use some different tactics. Right. And everyone's an artist. Okay. That's what artfully aging says. Everyone is an artist. There's something within all of us and beauty and perfection have nothing to do with each other. I will have often participants trying to be perfect and, and, uh, you know, my projects come with, with a guide on them, with a graphite guide on them. And I always say, you don't have to stay exactly in the lines, or if you want to change it in any way, please do. And they'll try. And, and that's very frustrating for them if they can't. And, you know, I always say, I have these little isms, these little sayings I say, and one is beauty and perfection have nothing to do with each other. So let's just stop trying to be perfect because I can tell you right now it won't work. Everybody gets a big kick out of that. <laughs> and they're like, yes, okay. I Because that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to be perfect. And um, so that's one thing. And um, I have had uh, some participants that have uh, come in and, and done and been regulars and created art and put it all up in their room and wanted to tell me about how they were so uh, they would know that their husband, who's now deceased, would love it. He would be so amazed at what I'm doing now that I never did this before. That was that was little, my Betty friend at um, a community here, and uh, she I would go to her room with her and she'd talk about. Bill and how he would love uh, to see what she was doing. 
So yeah, there are just all kinds of stories. And another great one is, uh, is the hour over already? What? This went so fast. It went so fast. Yeah, it it tells so me fast. people are very engaged in what they're doing when they're with these art projects. Because yes, you do when you're when you're creating something and you're in that sense of um, flow. You don't notice the time going by. It is it's extremely therapeutic on so many different levels. I recently had a patient. She's passed away since um, since you know she's recently passed away, and. I worked in home health, so I would go to people's houses. And I'm always paying attention to what's on the walls because I love art. Um, I took art in high school. Uh, My parents have a lot of beautiful artwork in their house. My mom is an artist herself. So I've always enjoyed looking at people's art. And I walked into the house and I kind of saw these paintings on the wall. And I'm like, hmm, tell me about these paintings. And she started Mm -hmm. becoming an artist in her later years of life after she retired you know, and she had more time on her hands and she was actually a pretty proficient artist. And it was very, it's very gratifying to me to be able to engage people in these types of activities. Um, I know earlier on when you and I were speaking a couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked a little bit about the difference between arts and crafts. Do you want to touch on that a little bit for people? Did you know that caring for a person with dementia doesn't have to be this hard? If you are struggling and you would like to join our next free workshop, the topic of the workshop is three tips how to avoid challenging dementia behaviors without stress, anxiety, or burnout. I invite you to walk away with science-backed dementia caregiving skills that many professionals don't even know after attending this free workshop. If you'd like to register, message me the word workshop on Instagram or check out the link in the show notes below. The Oh, so the difference between doing a craft and... Yes something artful. Well, so usually doing a craft, it's got some pieces that go, you know, it's a some something that's going to be assembled and make uh-huh. something beautiful, like a wreath or something to hang on your door or something like that. And that's all, that's great. And that's really can be fun. And they can have something that they go away with, but it doesn't leave a lot of room for their own creativity. Uh-huh. I guess with our art program, we try to create a whole experience. So it's not just the painting, but it's like the reminiscing. And another great exercise I do with a snow scene or a um, sailboat on a waves project is do a imagery sensory activity. And that we imagine that we are in that setting And what do we hear? What do we smell? And, you know, what do we feel? And, you know, like the salt water or, you know, the salt in the, you know, there are all kinds of things. And so usually in a craft, when you're assembling something like that, you don't necessarily go off into all those details. So in that way, it's, I think in that aspect and some of these aspects we're talking about, make it a therapeutic experience. Yeah. 
So one of the biggest things as an occupational therapist, when I 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago, went through uh, university, uh, we actually had to do a lot of uh, activity analysis. We had to take an activity, we had to break it down into all the different aspects and steps and so on and take a look. And, and so because of that, we did a lot of craft. We did art too, but we did a lot of crafts. And what I what's always stuck with me related, especially related to dementia, dementia caregiving, or people living with cognitive impairment, is oftentimes crafts can be extremely frustrating for them. Mm-hmm. There's a a, a a standard that they need to meet. It should look like something else. And when right. you're struggling with that component of being able to plan and and execute these, that it needs to look exactly the same, it can be right. very frustrating. Whereas with art, there's not as much of a, it needs to look exactly like the the example. The sample. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a good point you bring up. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm excited for people to really explore using art as part of their their way to connect with their family member who may be living with with cognitive impairment because one of the big things that people always tell me is that you know they don't know what to do with the person there's there's nothing they're they're limited with what they, and and so people get stuck in that in that loop of well there's nothing that I can do well art is something you can do with a person living with cognitive impairment. And it's not only therapeutic for the person living with the cognitive impairment, but I actually think it's more therapeutic for the person who's not living with cognitive impairment. Because that person has the opportunity in that session where they're working with their family member Uh to create memories for themselves that are joyful and positive and connect on an emotional level with the person that they may not have when they're doing the caregiving stuff. Absolutely. And that's why I said it's a, it is a, it's a community. Two people make a community and, and whether it's a caregiver, a, um, or a family member who is doing the caring, caring, you develop a different kind of relationship when you do an art activity together. Um, there are different, if somebody, I mean, there are ways to get people engaged who are not, who have lost a lot of their capabilities, like a hand over hand. Exactly. And one would say, well, they can't do any of that. So we can't do it. And the truth is that there are, there are techniques and ways to engage people on a different level. And, uh, and if you do the hand over hand, and or I call it prompting and cueing. I'm going to outline this, and then I want you to paint it in. And somebody out there might say, "Well, then they're not doing it; you're doing it." But that the point is to engage them in the process, they're actively engaged. Yes, yes, yes. And I say that's okay. Yeah. I can do. Sometimes I paint for it. No, I just want you to paint, and I'll. I want to watch you, and they love it. And, and that I, can be therapeutic too. That's okay. Right. That's that's fine. Let's do it. You know, and I have a whole table of people and some can 
hold the brush and paint and some can't, but, but I know they want to be there oh, and, yeah. and be a part of the group. And it's something magical, something special happens. So it is wonderful. Happen at home with two people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for, for people who actually want to, to connect with you and find your products, where would they go? How, how can they, how can they order it? Do they just go to your website? Mm -hmm. How can people get a hold of actually either working with you if they're in the St. Louis area or if there are people who want to actually try some art projects at home? Yes, it's, it's very easy. And they could just go on the website, fullyaging.com. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty lengthy website, but really you want to get to the shop projects page and that's the whole menu of projects. And they come in packets of prepared watercolor sheets. They, they actually come in fives. Okay. And and they, you can order it right there, like an order off of Amazon. It's very easy. You don't have to buy, um, there's no minimum quantity. You can buy one packet and try it. There are, um, there's a aging in place packet on there um, that you would have, there's a number on, phone number on there to call. And it, we could set something up like a little packet with all of the uh, art supplies and prepared sheets and the phone number is on there. All of our contact information is on the website, um, artfullyaging.com. And all uh, of that we'll put in the show notes for people to be able to find easily um, when the episode goes live. Okay. And you can also contact me directly by email at contact at artfullyaging.com. And my phone number is on the website. So I would love to talk to you and answer any questions. This is, um, it's a great, it's it's art for everyone. So if you're a caregiver and you'd like to do an art project, this is like ready to go. And it gives you just enough um, guidance to, to make it so it's for everyone. You don't have to be an artist to be able to uh, help someone through this. All the videos are, there are how-to videos on there. It's everything is there for you. And uh, the videos are included in the price of the watercolor packets. So That's you just wonderful. get so you've really so taken the guesswork out of it for people. They just they just need to do the project. Yes, and and even the techniques for engaging people, the prompting and cueing, that is in the videos. Also, hand over hand demo is in the video. Uh, everything. Is I love that. That is awesome. Well, Mary Beth, thank you so very much. I'm very excited to have connected with you today. I'm yes. really excited to, to. I hope people take you up on the offer of actually getting some of the arts uh, to do art with, with their family members. Uh, it, one of my biggest passions for this, uh, for this program and for helping family caregivers is to, to think outside the box, right? To change the way people are thinking about dementia and dementia caregiving and to really highlight the abilities that people still have there's so much is focused on on the the loss what so, they can't do correct yeah. but there is so much that that person can still do and if we're just willing to look outside the box and tap into that we can create such a, a different experience for people both the family caregiver as well as the person 
who is living with this condition. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much. I love meeting you and um, sharing about artfully aging. And don't forget, there are some uh, giveaways involved. Yes, ma'am. We so you'll list that and we'll put that in the show notes as well for people. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, maybe you can give them a teaser and tell them what it is. Well, there's some pack free packets involved. Ooh, so go. Packets. You guys need go to go to the, the notes. notes. Yep. <laughs> check out the show notes. Go check out artfullyaging.com and um, connect with Mary Beth. She is a wonderful resource for you. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next show. Great. Thank you, Lizette. I loved it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me today, Success Seeker. I pour my heart and soul into this program to serve you. You can serve me by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And join our free Facebook group, Dementia Caregiving for Families. It's a positive and proactive space to navigate dementia caregiving together. Get practical tools and find support, but without the verbal vomit. Be a part of our community where we seek to find peace of mind and ease, despite a dementia diagnosis. So join today and see you next time as our flight takes off.